0: Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Above the Fog. Tonight is, uh, well, today is December 8th, 2023. It's 9-11. It's a Friday evening. I got uh, three people with us, a couple more to join us. Um, Tonight, we're talking about CIM and Western States qualifiers. I want to thank John uh, Bertan for the intro. I think he's going to drop in in a couple minutes. And uh, yeah, so here we are. Uh, We are about a week after the, uh, let's see, less than a week. CIM, California International Marathon was December 3rd. uh, And Max and I both ran it. You see some of that Lego? What are you talking about? So somebody's texting me while I'm talking here. are you
1: looking
0: at? Anyway, okay, everyone. As I'm as I'm uh uh losing my focus here, let me let me share a screen and go through the uh the the basics on uh CIM. I uh First, oh, gosh, I, I part of this. I'm looking forward to my wife joining. Just have to let everybody know, my wife is going to drop in, and this is the 50th podcast for Above the Fog, and she's never listened to a single episode because she's smart and she's not she's interested. she been listening in this to stuff. you for 20 years. Yes, thank you, Chad, and um, I am so excited and nervous and not sure how to handle myself because she'll be joining us and she's really the reason why i can do all this stuff because she does support me and she's an excellent fan and we have children and she helps with that um, situation also uh maybe i shouldn't call it a situation so uh, <laughs> max <laughs> let's 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 change the topic. What so there so so there's some logistics on CIM. Let's let's back up. Um, You have when you go to CIM, the Sacramento Marathon, you have to take one of the four or five bus options. And this is my third CIM. And I'm thinking. Did I take the right bus? cuz there's the A option, the B option, the C, I think there's I think it goes to like E or something. What what bus
1: did you take in the morning? I don't know what letter the bus was, but I took the option that went from the convention center in downtown Sacramento all the way up to Folsom. So, there were yeah quite the line of buses there and a lot of people um so yeah that's the option i took as well as i don't know however many other
2: hundred or thousand of other so, runners. so yeah Andy, two years as, ago, as a as a as a two-time C.I.M. finisher myself
3: yes, you just Chad, go to the finish two area
2: a uh, two-time finisher um there's two separate years <laughs> um, you just go to the finish area, and there's, like, miles of buses lined up. It's pretty – that's part of what I like about it. It's not, like, five different okay, options I got gotta like interrupt. the New York City Marathon. It's very easy, Chad, and all the buses are starting Okay,
0: right. I got to interrupt. Chad is from New York, where people tend to be a little pushy, and they make them themselves uh, to the front of the line, and it's easy when you are a little pushy to get onto those buses. I'm a lot and pushy. <laughs> so I guess my question for Max is was it an easy process to get on the buses and was it like 4:30 in the morning or what time did you leave on the bus to go north to Folsom or yeah north to
1: Folsom north northeast whatever um yeah. I don't even I don't remember what time we actually like got going but I pretty much got to that area yeah like around like 4 or 30 and actually wasn't very obvious where the buses were, because um, it was also kind of close to where the gear check was for the finish. And like uh, walking towards that area, I, was, I parked somewhere like north of the convention center. So I walked south and I saw like, I just saw the line. I didn't know what the line was for. And first I lined up for like maybe like a few minutes. And then I was like, I'm just, I'm gonna go see what this line is about. Cause I don't know exactly what it's for and nobody like ever said anything um about it and yeah i walked down the line and went to see like what was going on and i found the gear check which was great oh, nice. and then there was no line down there so drop my drop my bag off and yeah there, there was nobody else like doing or in line for gear check so i assumed that was for the bus and line moved pretty quickly for the bus it was um probably didn't wait more than like five or ten minutes to get yeah on the I,
0: max i was like this is two years ago and i was with chad and welcome john and victor we got john bertan victor Ballesteros.
4: can you hear hey us
0: guys? i can boop, hear boop, you
4: boop. cool yes, welcome
2: john that opening music was fantastic i want to thank you for that you music. are a talented man Oh, well, thank good you. stuff.
0: So, so, so we're all recording right now, but I want to say, and we got Tim DiCarlo here too. We have to just make my wife feel so like oh, is that that this here she is. Okay. Thank her <laughs> for putting up with me. Okay, here we go. That's his wife.
3: <laughs> hey, love. Hello. Hello.
0: All right. We have a whole uh, group of people here. Excellent. Um, So we were just talking about the buses at CIM, but we're going to segue over to the supporters of running um, and just blanket it with uh, all running. So uh, my wife has been putting up with me for uh, how, how many years, love?
3: Um, approximately 20.
0: <laughs> and I've, I've, I've done a few marathons with, uh, since we've been married. And, um, I just want to say thank you so much. I could not do any of this without you. And, um, how was CIM, Mary?
3: Um, it was loud. It's very loud. There were a lot of people. A lot of skinny people. <laughs> um, a lot of waiting.
4: It was sunny, right?
3: Yeah, it was sunny. It was not yeah. that cold. Um, yeah, that's about it. Was, waiting. Was there
4: music. I, I ran yes, CIM. You know what?
3: There was actually really good music. It was like being in a club in the early two thousands. They yeah. had very good music.
4: The one time I ran CIM in 2012, it was a crazy, uh, almost hurricane level storm. So most of the race was through ankle deep water. Um, My wife was with me, it was, it must've been two days before her birthday because CEIM was always on her birthday weekend. And um, she got to spend, uh, my sister and I ran it. So she got to spend the the weekend um, with uh, my mom. And she still gives me quotes from that weekend from things my mom said at dinner the night before.
3: Yeah, I got I got to spend the weekend with Andy's parents, his mom and his dad.
2: Who might listen to this podcast, so we want to make sure that we uh, only speak <laughs> yes. favorably of Rick Thank,
3: and Bob. It was, I, I do Chad, the diplomat.
0: I don't know if anyone listening or anybody in this group has ever experienced this. But just before a race, a runner tends to be a little stressed out, and uh, they may they may um, exude some of that stress to their family.
2: Oh, ooh, ooh. Andy, last time I ran CIM, I was trying to park near the finish area, and there are these little one-lane roads that go through the park, and I drove down one backwards down the wrong way. And i tried to make a like a u-turn but it wasn't it was like a 15 point turn and at one point i almost started crying and i was beating on the steering wheel saying i don't know why i'm doing this i don't know why i'm doing this and then i parked the car and took the bus and set a new pr but but i remember freaking out too andy so I, I know how you feel and i've witnessed you freaking out before races it's it's comical yeah this,
3: it, it, the strategy chad is to avoid him before the race you like go yes. to
0: a Yep. Yes. But I'm sh- yes. a hotel
3: room. with I, I would races.
0: avoid myself if I if I had a choice. I would yeah, avoid myself. Yeah, he needs his own hotel a
3: room. He can't yes. share a hotel room. But Definitely.
5: are you are so, you freaking okay, out? Angry. Are you, yeah. Are
3: let's
2: you talk about
5: Andy's nerves. Because, what could, let's give him some suggestions. Well, well, are you freaking out because, like? You're just freaking out, or is it because, like, uh, do I have enough time to get here? Do I have enough time to get there? Do I have enough time to get to the starting line and then just go?
0: Good question. Um, I think something about a race creates anxiety. Even if I have no time goal, I have nothing, I have no objective. I'm just going to do the race. And everything melts away after I start, but, but before the race, there's that anxiety. I don't know what it
5: is. You know, I, I think all of us who have raced have had that certain level of anxiety for me. It's going to the bathroom. Like I have to make sure that I've I'm done. I'm finished. There's no more need for me to go look for a porta potty or anything like that. After I'm done with that, I can just, you know, toe the line and let's go, baby. So for me, that, that's pretty much it. Or, or if for whatever we, reason we are running late, then I'm like, oh shit, 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 shit. We got to get there. We got to get there. But yeah, no, it's, it's, um, it's like, you know, theater, you know, you, you practice and you, you have your nerves and you're like, oh, how's it going to go? How's it going to go down? But the minute you step, you know, step on stage, it's like, okay, it's go time and it all just disappears. It's kind of interesting. So like you're saying, like once you start running, then okay, here we are.
4: But yeah. I try to calm myself, but those those nerves are always there. It doesn't matter the distance. I can be at the start of a, a local track meet with that that doesn't matter at all. And you know, a minute before the mile race. And the nerves for me are there because I know the race is gonna be uncomfortable. And that's why I'm there. But even if it's just a mile around the track, just four laps, I know by the time I get to that third lap, it's gonna be a dark place. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna be reevaluating all of my life choices in that third lap because of the, the level of exertion. Might not even be anywhere near my fastest mile, but it's whatever I have that day, just for some reason, because I happen to be wearing a number and there's a clock, I have to push myself. I, and it's just a weird uh, brain wiring that those those nerves will be there i could have my bowels can be working perfectly that day i could have been rested but even like the anticipation of the start of that race and how uncomfortable at times i know it's going to be and that's why i keep putting myself out there because it's going to be uncomfortable
0: so does the anxiety decrease because i haven't been running for like 25 years at least and like does it so victor i'll ask because I think you're older than me.
5: Like, does it go down at all? Yeah, because once you retire, it doesn't matter anymore. Nobody cares what you do. <laughs> Actually, I I I jumped into the Lake Sonoma 55K, and I didn't use my own name. I used my dog's name, and I felt so relaxed. Like nobody knows I'm here. I'm just gonna run. I had only like I because I take care of my mom, I only, I can only get like 15 miles a week. And those runs are like five miles each. And so Skip said, Hey, you know, you, you got a hectic life, why don't you just come run the 55k. And so I thought, well, I'll just get out there, see what happens. So you've also very...
4: transcended you've run multiple two hundred mile races
5: but but there's something liberating about just saying, "You know what whatever's gonna happen is what's gonna happen, and I mean, yeah, I can feel you know fairly comfortable with my fitness, but in the end, it's like it's just me against myself, really, and so I don't know I just that's that's how I go into it now
1: now on the flip side, though, spectating a race. I don't know, I think that's a no, another world, another difficulty level there. Like it's really easy to run a race, to run in a race, you just go from point A to point B, wherever point A or point B is. But for spectating, you gotta, if you're finding somebody, that can be difficult, especially if you wanna see them multiple times. And I've done that before t- two years ago at CIM. I had some friends running and had to kind of make a decision like, all right, where am I going to go and where's my next point? So, actually, my question is Mary, did you have like any of similar like um, experiences? Or did um, you just like go straight to the finish and try to find Andy there?
3: Yeah, well, I had two kids, our wolf dog, and oh, two parents in law. So I really like simplified and set a very low bar and only aimed for the finish line. We thought about trying to see him twice and quickly realized that was not gonna happen. Uh, And the beauty of the app is, you know, within like a minute, you know, when he's gonna finish. So it worked out really well for us.
0: This was my best supported race ever in my, I think in my life. I mean, I had my cousin Aaron and his wife Mel at mile twenty something, and their kids, and they cheered me on. And then I finished with my whole family and my parents, and it was like uh, that, that's that's huge. Like usually, yeah, I
3: did you
0: see and, and my dog and my she dog cheered. So so yeah, I I can't I can't say how much. I appreciate having all those people there because I do these things a lot. And, like, I think a lot of people in this group can relate to that. And, like, I get it. It's, it's a lot for everyone to show up and, like, be there. And <laughs> they're not running. And uh, it's, it's, it's just um, it's really special. It's really I, I really appreciate it thank you
5: yeah i think so I, I, I think that's that. the hardest job i think that you know crewing and pacing and all that and just even spectating that's the hardest job it's harder than running um i actually i like doing that more than running though i like crewing and pacing and um the logistics of you know okay we got to get here gotta get there what do, you know what are they gonna need it's too bad my wife isn't on this because She's been my like crew captain. Everything. She's a pro. I've seen it. You know, since the very beginning, it's and like she a, is like she's she's got it dialed down. Nice That's our crew. There was even a time when I was running Miwok, and halfway through, I just blew up, and I got to Pantol, and I had like 20 more miles, and and I said, I, I think I can walk this in, and she's like are you here to run or are you here to walk? And that was it. I was like, okay, I guess I'm done today. So, you know, she's, she's hard. She's rough. She's, but she's good, you know? And yeah, it's like being able to support somebody and yeah, be their backbone. That's really special.
4: I think my favorite story that you told me from, from her crewing you was when you were doing, you were part of a crew, a group that started the Tahoe Rim Trail, four guys. Right? Oh, yeah, and yeah, three yeah. of them yeah. dropped, and you were the last one going. Yeah. And I think you said it was around mile 120. You were getting your crew stop, and Jenna was helping you do whatever it is you needed to do, and you were telling her, I don't think I, I can finish this. Yeah, and she was just nodding the whole time, but meanwhile, replacing your water, giving you new food, and you you thought you were dropping, and then before you knew it, she said, "Well, oh, you're on your way. I'll see you at the next stop." And you're like, "What?"
5: Yeah, George Rui is the race director for for Tahoe Hundred. Um, he was there too, and he after yeah, Jenna was like looking at me, going, uh huh uh huh yeah okay sure yeah here have some grapes. And then he goes, you know what, Victor? I got a pacifier. It's really huge. It's in my back, in the trunk of my car. I can get it for you if you want. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh, come on, man, that's not right. (laughs) So I just started walking, and then it just, you know, just kind of clicked and kept on going. All
0: right. So I I will, I will. Oh, I will give my wife the option if she would like to leave and um, get. (laughs) Uh, no, no, no. Uh, I oh, oh, go ahead, Tim. I don't, okay. don't want to
6: persecute her. <laughs> so, so, uh, hearing all this talk about all the stress that the runner goes through and stuff. So when Andy wakes up and tries to get out the door by four, and the, I guess the stress is over for a while. Do you just say,
0: "Oh, good, thank goodness," and get a few hours? Of, or are, you, are <laughs> cool. you?
3: Let me okay. tell you. CIM
0: morning. CIM morning. This is great. Yeah. This is good.
3: So. Andy went to bed around nine o'clock before the children, before the seven-year-old and the 10-year-old. He was in bed and ruminating that the kids were still awake and showering and not in bed because it, dinner with his parents and the whole family took
2: forever. Oh, my so God, Mary. It, it's as if somebody had predicted that. I must have had it. <laughs> I don't know how I foresaw that. Did, did I use a time machine? <laughs> I am shocked yeah. to hear this, Mary. We we should have,
3: note to Southkin, earlier dinner reservation, anyway, Andy's in bed at like nine o'clock, upset that the light's on and the kids are loud. Finally, the kids are in bed. I can feel just like the energy exuding from him. The whole night, he's like, ta- he's getting up and checking the thermostat and, and like switching off the heat, the AC, even though it was on AC and it was too hot and, The temperature wasn't right in the room and just like on and off, on and off. And he he got up like, I think, at like 3 a.m. or some ridiculously early hour before he was supposed to leave and left. And that's when I actually slept.
0: (laughs) I I left at 340
2: in the morning. I shared a hotel with him in, in New York and he did this weird thing the night before the race where he went in the bathroom and sprayed water all over the bathroom floor.
3: Oh, oh, that's, I couldn't figure out. No, I the bathroom, that's what he does every there night. Was, like, a river the curtain. In there. That
2: was a curtain. Uh, malfunction. No, 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 no. I, I took, I've taken showers before okay. the water stays in, in the shower, but he got water all over the bathroom floor. It was like, as if my like kids were peeing <laughs> in there, but they weren't even with us.
3: Welcome all to right. my world, Chad. Yeah. That's, couldn't that's, explain it. That's not a race thing. <laughs> that's an Andy thing.
0: So I'm messy, uh, in the bathroom. Yes. And, uh, I I get up kind of early, and I don't I don't really sleep. Like I I slept like maybe four hours, five hours, and then I was like, okay, I'm just gonna go to do do this thing.
4: You never sleep well the night before a big race. That's like yeah. the lesson there is you gotta get sleep like the three nights or the night before, the yeah, night before, and right. then the, the yeah, week before. Yeah, right. You gotta go into the that week rested. So because you know that night before is just gonna be crappy sleep.
5: And the night before you gotta drink like you know. Like, ramen, coke, and, you know. He <laughs> even calm had Mary. his,
3: like, children's sleep gummies, and still nothing. Nothing helps Andy. <laughs>
0: Guilty. Guilty. Finally,
6: even though your job's not done, you finally get a little bit of rest when he uh, hits the door.
3: <laughs> yeah, true that. On that, peace out, everyone. Enjoy your podcast.
6: Have a good night, Mary. <laughs> Love you. Thanks, Thank Barry. you. We salute you, Pod
2: Mom of America.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that was. Um, I, I I she probably won't even hear this, but like I'm so uh, just happy that she could join, and so grateful that she could uh, be at the race at all. Um, I I I don't like like prior to marriage and stuff when we were dating. I had these like oh she's gonna be at all every race I want to do but like that's not realistic I mean every single month for for how many years like showing up to a race in in where doing you know what so uh, yeah it was really cool CIM so yeah, I am and uh, mom's probably listening but um she's also helping with the parents uh, just organizing things and stuff so I have to tactfully say uh that's not easy sometimes
4: (laughs) one of my best times at miwok 100k was because my wife said we in the planning for the race she didn't come out i drove no i got a ride there she just said what time are we gonna be done we have a thing to go to uh later that night you sure you're gonna be done at five you always say that and you're later are you sure you're gonna be done at five i'll be there at five to pick you up um but we have the thing to get to who is a like a event night for the school that she taught at Nicasio and I was like yes I will be done at 5 p.m. and that year the race starts at 5 a.m. and I ran exactly 12 hours (laughs) good incentive
1: wasn't that like 2017 or something or
4: no it was was before that
1: later
4: I want to say maybe like 2015 something like that yeah I don't know if I ran in 2017 but yeah, it's uh, the incentive. And at every aid station, everybody was asking me, um, "You look good." I was like, "I got to, I got I to gotta be done by 5 p.m." I told my wife I was gonna be done by 5 p.m.
0: Yeah, it's it's like I don't know how to describe it. You you um you want their support, but you also don't want to be a burden on them. And like, <laughs> it is a yeah. burden on them.
5: <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, you know, sometimes I I like way early on when I first got into ultra running, I just, I mean, I'd be gone for like three to six hours, like almost every day or every other day. And then I started thinking like, Oh wow. You know, like my wife, Jenna, she's, she's supportive of that. That's awesome. And then she'd come out and help me with my races. But then I got to a point where I was like, you know what? You don't have to, I can get somebody else to come. And, you know, eventually there was a, a few times when she'd say, okay, sure. I'll be at the end or I'll, I'll be here and I'll be there but I'll but then it was funny the the races that she didn't go to were usually the ones that I did really well at and she was always like ah of course I didn't go to that race <laughs> it's to see you finish <laughs> so yeah yeah that's no, it's it's a it's a lucky thing to have that support
0: it it is it's like um it's like a double-edged sword right cuz you want the support but you also don't want them to have to do it if there's something that they el- something else they want to be doing. It's uh, Oh yeah. yeah.
5: Well yeah. like that 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 55 like couch to 55k, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go on my own. I got my drop bags and you know, just go do your own thing. And, and she was like you, sh- you sure and i was like oh yeah 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 yeah." like i don't know how long it's gonna take me i mean it's just gonna be like one of my slowest races but that's cool i don't i don't mind and i'm out there to have fun and so you know she's like oh, all right yeah
0: and I, and I could just tell victor you're you're a more easygoing guy than i am so like yeah you, maybe maybe it's it's the person right maybe the person just needs to to be (laughs) honestly i just need my my uh one day prior to the race to just be stressed out andy on my own and then just do it
5: (laughs) (laughs) what about you max like like say before quad i mean how was your you know day before night before
1: Night before, what was I doing the night before? <laughs> sure, I I just remember like just trying to be chill the whole day, like trying not to do too much. I mean, which is kind of par for like every race that I do, and like in terms of support, I there's only maybe I don't know three, maybe three races that like my family has been to, and like. of the time they're complaining like, oh, we we only saw you for like a few seconds or something or what are we going to do all day? So I just stopped telling them like when I was going to race unless like I was in the area or something. So when they do show up, it's kind of a surprise. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, I don't want to like burden them with like all the drama or like just having to spend the whole day waiting while, they, while they're while they like they could be doing something else sorry i kind of went on a tangent there
5: no no i i, I always sense. i used to tell my parents like i'll oh, you know don't bother it's boring it's long you're not gonna see me for like you know two hours and then they here. see yeah they
0: see you for like two minutes it's on yeah. a marathon they see you for like it's 30 bad. seconds it's like
5: nothing yeah.
0: and I, yeah that's that's not enough. I mean, I'm a terrible spectator. like I don't know. I'm a total hypocrite because I'm like, oh, that would be great if people showed up to watch me run, but I'm like, uh, I haven't volunteered that. I've done a couple of volunteer things, but like,
5: oh well, then you gotta come volunteer at the road crossing <laughs> the 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 mirror woods road crossing at, at uh at uh, the quad Qua- next year. the
0: quad, yes, I Oh man! I missed the quad.
5: don't join my, me my, I'm down there my, all the time I was registered year.
0: this year- I was registered this year. I was supposed to be there. This would have been my sixth or seventh quad, and I was like, I was so down for like a week because I couldn't do it, but i I did something much more important. I was down south. I still have a grandmother, and I was seeing her at Thanksgiving, and so not gonna regret that at all but i was still bummed (laughs) i wasn't at quad
5: yeah well you know if you volunteer at a race like that yeah you're spectating like a lot more than you usually would at you know other races quad
0: is one of the best spectator races there is because you there's all the you even if you're
4: racing you get to see the front runners exactly as a racer too it's a great spectator race um it was so i was thinking about it and max you're talking about uh family and family understanding or other people just understanding the no- nature of running running is weird because it is it's a it's a great thing for anybody to do because it's it's a habit that has tremendous dividends like it keeps you healthy um i think because if you're thinking about races you signed up for and trying to get your runs in and stay uninjured it leads you to on the whole probably making good decisions um it's a it's an addiction that actually leads to probably better decisions than other addictions can and um the the other part of that is a lot of people just don't understand running because it will say you saying something like a marathon or an ultra marathon the distance is incomprehensible for a lot of people the most often heard a statement would be something like oh i don't even like to drive that far or something like that and it's there anybody can do it but some people choose to run and with that comes an understanding of the nature of the sport i come from a family of everybody who runs so they they understand it but it's always funny seeing people who have no concept at all of the sport, and I coach high school kids. So I'm, I can say I'm bringing them into the sport or I'm indoctrinating them in the sport, but I am not just explaining it to them and teaching them about it. I'm teaching their families. And so some of them come from, some of the kids come from running families, not just having older siblings that run, but the parents run stuff like that. So there's a different kind of explanation and I don't want to say management of those parents, but it's they understand what their kids are doing differently. And then there's the families where the kids, like nobody in the family's ever run. And this is the first uh, person in their family who's trying this thing where there's no balls in the sport or anything like that. You just go from point A to point B and there's a time and just trying to explain the training processes and stuff like that. And so, and even like spectating a race and watching the runners go by and they're like, so, so what's happening here? It's like, well, they're just they started there. They're gonna do a couple laps, and they're gonna finish over there. And right. that it, it's right. it's so I, bizarre. I, when I got, John, like, I gotta
0: interrupt you. I gotta interrupt you. Yeah. we got we have to keep to some agenda. There's there's just almost been no what agenda. What is the agenda? The, okay. Part one. On? Part one was thank Mary. Okay. Part two is talk about the CIM race and how it went. And part three is uh western states qualifiers uh maybe we do we want to do the western states qualifiers next or cim next
5: talk about CIM. how'd it go
2: that like right. was a metal scandal
5: yeah tell me about the the blow so, up
2: so um
0: i, yeah, I saw some I brought, positive
2: splits there andy what happened
0: yeah yeah apparently i um i ran thank you chad by the way for the antelope 100k which was a totally um, what's the word?
2: Great place to be a spectator.
0: Yeah, it is. It, it, it got me to a hundred K, right? I was like, I was just a, just, a just
2: a 50K guy.
0: I was just a 50K guy for, for how long? And like, you know, 50, Ooh. 60 miles a week for, I don't know how long. And then, uh, uh, 20 something marathons. And then I was like, yeah, I'll do that. And so Chad got me to do a hundred K did a hundred K and it was, really different thank you chad and that was like two and a half weeks before cim maybe yeah about two, whatever so i did that and then i tried to rest from the antelope 100k and that was the problem i think i need i've done enough marathons where i'm like okay i need 50 to 60 miles Two to three weeks out, uh, usually like a ten-week program, and like it's not a program, but it's usually like you peak at about that mileage, and then you start to taper it off, and then you got the race done. A bunch of marathons, and uh, I couldn't do that. And I'm not blaming Chad. Uh, yeah, I'm blaming Chad. But uh, it's like I, the best uh, day I running to,
4: ever. <laughs> that, girl, I want to, that
0: sounds
6: Dad, like perfect uh,
4: training, though. Hundred K of road.
0: Uh,
6: I know that may not have been perfect in a training arc for a marathon, but I, I, I listened to the podcast and I watched that video on YouTube, and that was such an amazing idea and what a cool event to do. Um. Uh. So, yeah, blame Chad, but Chad, I saw that. I
0: thought that was amazing. That was cool. So hey, thank you. So I will I will thank him and blame him at the same time. So <laughs> thank fine. you. Andy, and, I would uh, point
2: out that the reason why you're always so nervous at races is because you're just barely recovered from your last race.
0: Well, what am I going to do? Like, two races 100K. a year? <laughs> what
2: would you say, Max?
1: <laughs> or maybe it wasn't recovered from the 100K. Yeah,
2: that's what I'm saying. He's either not recovered or like, like have I recovered? I don't okay. know. Boom, let's go race again.
0: So, it's not even an excuse because I did Chicago in October, which was which was a month before antelope and chicago is great uh everything went pretty well at chicago it's 302 i wanted to wanted a 255 but I, ba- I basically took the first 10 super easy at chicago um because i was worried i'd blow up again like i did at boston which is before and that and new york well new york was <laughs> a, another story new york but was like, a joke. I, I did not want to get a, like I would just kill my ego, I guess I'll say that yeah I would kill my it would kill m- myself if I was like three thirty at Chicago because I blew up so did well at Chicago not what I, exactly what I wanted but I I took it easy it worked out and then antelope was good and but basically every single month I have like a pretty good effort and that's probably not a good idea if you're wanted to do the best race Um uh, so i go into cim and i had to taper you have to taper you can't be like running 10 miles hard like two days before and uh what? everything
4: <laughs> i was gonna say maybe you didn't race enough max raced did quad the week before cim uh maybe you needed to run another 50k in between that 100k and cim
0: you were
5: i
4: think 20K. you're right it-
0: it only that, strategy.
5: just one fifty k, and then no, no, no running from antelope to CIM. Yes, Andy. Did so, you
1: say at one point um, that your best CIM was when you did quad the week before.
0: Uh, that's not my best. My best CIM was a rested CIM. But uh, but I did have a sub-3 after a proper build up after a quad. Yeah. Um, I I think. Given where I was at, that's the best I could have done. I, but I, I sort of blew up after the half.
5: Well, you know, if you did something like that again, your body might actually be more accustomed and acclimated to that kind of a switch of effort. Because, you know, your body knows kind of more red line you know twenty six point two miles boom, here I go, and then something like you know a hundred k that's got climbing and whatnot it's a whole different beast, and it's gonna tax different muscles and so yeah, if you've got a short turnaround, and you're gonna do a marathon then yeah i I'm not surprised that you know it was it was rough
0: i I know this isn't accurate but I want to say the last marathon I did at CIM was the hardest last 10 miles I've ever done. It, it mm-hmm. felt just so hard. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and so let's switch over to max because max was doing this and doing it perfectly. No, and, I wasn't. uh, you were, your splits were like, I want to say within five seconds or less for the entire marathon. That's perfect.
1: Where was, was, was that right? Or uh let me let me look at my results real quick. What's my name? How name? old are you, Max? I am 37 years old. But I was also sidelined for three weeks earlier in the year. Oh wow. So let's see, what did I do? No, I mean I still ran a positive split. It wasn't like too far off, but yeah, it was still like I did 128 in the first half, and then pretty much like a 130 the second half.
4: It looks. So it looks like, like at mile 18, you you hit that 30k that 30k wall because you were more in the 630s, 640s, and then you were at 650, and you were edge and closer to seven but every mile was under seven minutes and then you rallied for that last uh quarter mile but yeah that's but it's it's a more finely tuned version of hitting the wall it's nuanced um but you you also have more experience loading up the the race weekends like going from one week to the next i mean heck didn't one year you run Lake Sonoma and then that night you fly out to Boston? Uh, yeah, it was a failed attempt. <laughs> but still, like, that's in your wiring and mindset. Like, this is a totally fine thing to do. I'm going to run a 50-miler and then two days later I'm going to go run a marathon. That um, sounds like Ferg. <laughs> so, but you've also done other races where they've been somewhat back-to-back and you've you've had fantastic races. So. I do think Victor's point of Andy, this was the first time you had probably put such big effort so close together, um, and the 100K was new territory. And if it just becomes more like, okay, I know, not necessarily you do 100K every month, but it becomes more the, oh yeah, I do this. This is normal. Then I think mentally it it does take the the significance of that 100K away from. Det- like detracting from a marathon program
5: yeah and your and, and your body is like i said again i think your body kind of acclimates it knows okay it knows it knows those changes and i mean quad and a marathon i think are actually much more compatible than 100k in a marathon so
4: yeah quads work in a lot of different muscle groups too and you're you actually your your efforts are you go up, you go down, and so things are gonna. It's not the same motion through the entire thing.
0: Yeah, Max. Max, my my hat is off to you, man. I'm looking at your splits. This is this is textbook how you do a marathon, right? You got like uh, maybe a little hot at mile one, but the only mile out of twenty six point two was perfect. It was like. Just and the heart rate, the effort. Nice. It's really... That was
1: also a downhill too. That very first mile. See. Mm-hmm. That's pretty. Good. Yeah. It's, it's
4: fantastic. Yeah. It's just that a such just subtle yeah. 30k wall.
5: Yeah, no, I think those are like amazing
4: splits. They're, they're they're amazing, and that's what I said. It's a very subtle 30k wall. Yeah, I, I would like, hit
1: the wall in terms of caloric like <laughs> deficit, I, but the legs I, did. I, start to get tired and i would i'll say too like you andy you still pulled out a 304 after running a 100k what two three weeks earlier so i'd say that's equally as impressive well you did quad the week before
0: max so hats off to you man i i'm so so for those listening we're looking at max's splits right now on a screen if those who can see it and it's um it's the perceived effort if, if the heart rate is correct and the time is the two columns I'm looking at. So you got the time. It's like, okay, yeah, you can do that time, but how hard do you have to work to get that time? And it's nice. It's, it's really, really close on the effort on the heart rate. If the heart rate's accurate, which is a big if, cause like you can have like, a watch that's not quite on or not working right. And you can have like a 170 when you're really working at like 150 or something.
1: Well that first mile or two is probably just nerves um going off the charts. So and I've had this like happen for like cold start runs where I don't warm up. Like heart rate just goes through the roof and then like half a mile or two miles later it finally settles down. To what it should be so i'm I'm not putting that as like i'd say like that's perfectly normal
0: and what i'm going to do i'm going to put them side by side because i think max you're you executed the race so much better than i did and uh it's uh it's kind of cool so we have all these stats and stuff. you can see me i was I was watching my heart rate a lot on the on the, on the run but uh you can just see me falling off after fourteen.
4: yeah, was, your heart rate stayed constant, but uh your legs are ready for a half marathon.
0: yes, my legs gave out effort was there, so it's like I didn't have the legs, but i had the I had the aerobic that makes sense so like i could get i could i could have maybe got it to 168 but that really wouldn't have done anything because the legs were done uh on the heart rate so
5: yeah i like how i like how both of your third miles were the fastest that you guys did in your
4: splits it must have been a downhill mile yeah banking time for later that's right all right so uh
0: let's let's transition uh max you have anything you want to add to like the cim race any advice for people might be listening if they if they made it this far into the podcast
1: do it like absolutely do it It's, it's it's a very good like they say it's a boston qualifying factory um and i'd say that's pretty true in terms of like the nature of the race even like the environment of the race like how they bust you out to the start like that's very similar to Boston um the expo that's there like a the couple days before like it's very I'd say it's pretty well stocked with like uh vendors and and things like that and like opportunities to take photos but I'd say it's like really well organized for a marathon this size and How many people run little it? Little tidbit too. I think I ran this exact same time at Boston in 2016.
0: I think nine thousand three hundred, uh, John. Uh, I'll I'll add the CIM has some rolling hills on the first half, and then it levels out, and so you can cruise on the second half, which is great for people looking for fast times. So Except it, it's when not those, like,
1: yeah, when, when those like smaller hills kind of creep up at like mile 18 or 20, or when you're crossing that J street bridge, like i saw, I definitely saw some people walking there. So yeah, go out fast, but don't go out too fast. Save something for the, the, I guess, I don't know if you would call it, like, droning or, like, the boringness of the numbered streets when you roll into East Sacramento. Because once you see the numbered streets, it's like, oh, why is this such a big number? Because you have to get to from, like, 55th Street down to, like, 8th, where the finish is. Uh, it it is a little... Yeah. Go
0: ahead, oh,
5: John. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, Max, what... um what were your splits at quad uh this year yeah for each lap
1: not great uh what,
5: what what would you what was about like the spread you know in terms of like your best lap to your slowest
1: about 12 let's see this year this year yeah about 12 11 or 12 minutes
4: all right. That's I mean, the bad. spread this oh, year is a little bit laughed. closer. You, but like... you had a 68, 69, 72, 79. Yeah, that's good. That's not too bad. That's. By the way, I
5: didn't, I didn't, I didn't say congrats on that. And then congrats oh, to, to CIM. It. You know, jeez, who cares what you finished? Congrats.
1: <laughs> thanks. Appreciate
5: it. Andy, what's what are your what's your um has been your best splits at quad do you remember
0: no i don't i don't even remember i usually uh do a first half first double i you know there's the greg Nako award and like i think that's such a thing to uh shoot for even if you go out really slow i've done i don't know i'm like a 540 quad person 545 maybe i I don't know exactly and like usually the first half is like sub five (laughs) so so then yeah that's
5: that's that's one of the fun things about that particular race and yeah that was my first ultra but yeah i like that i love
0: i love the quad i love the quad it's uh it's like i think max has said it in, in a number of places like it's a total party and i don't consider it a race I just consider it, I mean, yeah, there's like the top 10 or 20 guys or women, ladies are, uh, are racing. But like after that, I think it's just, everyone's just doing the day and like having fun. Oh, yeah. uh, and I love that. I love that part. It's just really, really cool.
4: Even when there's hail.
0: <laughs> yep. Yep. Rain or shine. All right. So I have some, some great guests here. Uh, because the next part of this is about uh this this thing that happens over in a uh, squaw called the western states that has like 300 and i think it's like 79 participants because of some rule about federal law federal laws and uh, i think yeah the history there, there must be a book out like on this like how that all came about, right? It was like 1981 or something. Do, you, do you know Robey John had play
4: in that? A-
5: 81? With like the the first states? No, yeah, the first. When uh, was the first yeah, Western Cap- states? Oh.
4: Miler? The first was 1973, I think. Okay. Uh, okay. 73, 74. <laughs> Sorry. um one person, and then two the next year. But it was in the 80s because it was swaths of the race um, were they were not part of like national forest land they were um who who managed the land was changed uh based on uh laws passed in the 1980s and so there was um wendell t roby who was a friend of ronald reagan's who was a big advocate of the tevis cup uh course which is what the western states came from the hundred mile horse race from what's now called Olympic Valley to Auburn, which still happens, but it's on a different so, time of year so now. So the
0: Tevis Cup, when does the Tevis Cup, or what's the history of the Tevis Cup? Because I remember uh, Mark Rickman, who was really involved with the horse and foot race, which was really interesting.
4: Um,
0: what, do, you, do you know when Tevis Cup, how far back that goes? Because that's really kind of the origin, I think.
4: We, we can pull that up. Because the Tevis Cup has been going on, I want to say, for um that's been going on for a long time so since so the dawn of, of time <laughs> 1955 except 1955. it did not happen uh in 2008 and 2020 2008 from forest fires and 2020 of course from COVID. um and yeah it was an endurance ride um there are other horse races around the country that were um that became ultras as well uh, the Vermont 100 was originally a horse race and it still is and the horse the horses race with the people in the Vermont 100 mm-hmm. we're on the same course at the same time i think they start an hour earlier but the aid stations in the Vermont 100 as of well i ran it in 2012 but the horse aid stations are right next to the people aid stations you get to a sign that says horses people mm-hmm. at every aid station the Western states they moved it to um, the the Tevis Cup. I think it moved to August in Western states is in June. So I'm trying to look at when uh, the Tevis Cup actually happens. Yeah, August. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So the Tevis Cup starts um, in a different place now. I don't think it starts um, where Western St- – I, I I don't know. I don't know the history. I'm sure John victor know the history and max know better than i do but i think the tevis cup now starts um off of soda springs um in off of the 80 soda springs ski resort uh, which is close to a place my dad has my my parents have um and that's uh but i i imagine it was almost in line with the running because i could just see them doing the the horse and running in the 70s or whenever, and then they were like, "Hey, I wonder if I could do this by foot." And then uh, Gordy, I
5: think that's the only name I could think of. Right. Well, I think wanted... it was a it was a complete like fluke because the yeah. horse went lame, and he was like, "All right, well, I'm just gonna keep on going," and that was that.
0: Just did there it.
5: So- something about cocaine in that story too. <laughs> <laughs> For Gordy's from him, from his lips, strange story.
4: Mm. Um, no, so, okay, so the, the the Tevis Cup, that's still, it goes through Olympic Valley, but it's starting off, um, it starts near Sawtooth Ridge, which is very close to the edge of North Star. But it's still part, it goes on the Western States Trail, which goes back to the 19th century, which was the trail, one of the trails, that many um, people coming out west took, in particular people like you know the so-called 49ers and stuff like that, um, who were going to venture out west on foot. And so the Western States Trail, in principle, you can take all the way back to Utah, um, the remnants of it. Uh, but there is a Western States Trail. Runners always forget there is the Western States Trail continues on to the other side of Highway 89 up there in the Tahoe Basin. Um, but yeah looking at the history it was wendell Roby who thought he wanted to demonstrate it as possible to ride from lake tahoe to auburn in a single day and that's when it became um a race and in the 80s he was because he was friends with i believe ronald reagan um he was able to get grandfathered in uh the permit for an event to have multiple events actually to happen through uh national forest land that other national forests rules would not permit and which is why the numbers are capped based on historical averages from uh, sort of a rolling average hence 379 runners
0: 379 so so i'm not an economist but if you have scarcity in something and you have demand uh and that that scarcity cannot be changed which is what western states is well, the demand kind of just keeps going up and up and up and like uh, we have this situation now in 2023, it's, it's, it's almost crazy. Like you have, uh, so Greg Nako, who we mentioned as the Nako award on the, the quad, who has a, uh, thousand mile buckle, awesome guy, just legendary. He's done the western states a thousand, uh 10 times has a 1000 mile buckle that's it's amazing right for someone to reach you have you have to be like uh to someone to to reach the 1000 mile to do the western states 10 times i don't know unless you're an elite athlete like how that could be achieved going forward and, and that kind of bums me out a it's little harder. bit it's
4: hard yeah um actually victor i wanted your take on this because this is this is definitely related this is the same thing the uh rd for western states when right before the lottery started he did address like there's more people there were nine thousand three hundred and something people uh individuals who had entered for the lottery this year and it keeps going up with one ticket uh total total entrance into the lottery yeah Um, Yeah.
5: the funny thing is that the people who have the fewer tickets are the ones who like statistically get in and the ones who have like 10 billion tickets it's like t- tough luck
4: well <laughs> you're gonna no, get 10,
5: I, 10 billion I, and 100 next year i mean no it's it's true because i mean when i was you
4: get to the like where i got it, i was like i knew i was gonna get in my chances based on their simulations oh, so no, how many years man. so so john john you have you got in last year i had, i got in the waitlist last year
0: you got in um, the waitlist last year and yeah. how many tickets did you have last year
4: uh i believe seven so i had because i yeah eight this year seven last year i
5: think the most i had was like 68
4: or something like oh that. the number count so you're gonna say yeah sorry i'm looking at years i had 128 this year okay yeah i last have to year, back up, late up. Late if,
0: if anyone's listening has no idea what i'm what we're talking about
4: every there year is the rule system
0: y- yeah it's, you, it's, yeah you get you have to qualify in a race system. and then the even if you and and this is something I was running and thinking about. Even if you have ten qualifying races in one year, you get one ticket. Is that right, John?
4: You get the number of tickets you get is based on the number of years you put in for the lottery. So your yeah. first year you put in, you get one ticket. That's the that's a broken you system, in, uh, Craig. You will, thorn, get, you will get um it's a two to the N oh. minus one.
0: Yeah, if, if you yep. were to run, so, if, 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 if an individual were to run 10 100-milers in one year, which is insane, which is, don't do that. But, like, if they did that, they should get 10 tickets.
4: Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spend this in a different way, because this happened in the triathlon world uh, a few decades ago with the, the Kona Ironman. And the controversy that I've been seeing, or people talk about, are how UTMB, the Ultra Trail de Mont Blanc, is um, run now. Um, There's been, I've been seeing a lot of posts all over social media and a lot of opinions about how you get into the UTMB race, because you can pay for charity entries into that. Now, I got into UTMB in 2016 um, purely on luck, and it was roughly, you. You gather a certain number of points on races that seemed rugged enough based on the International Trail Running Association's measure of a race race course. And it was roughly a one in three chance when the year I put in for UTMB. And then the popularity of trail running has grown. So again, as you say, there is a limited number of spots, which is not going to grow, but you have more demand every single year. And so UTMB has created, there is the brand has exploded and you have to pretty much run UTMB branded races and how races get branded UTMB. There's all kinds of thoughts and opinions, but the way Craig Thornley phrased it at the beginning of the Western States lottery this year, Craig Thornley, the race director, Yep, uh, race dictator, Western states, States. race Um, dictator. (laughs) I, I say that lovingly. Every race dictator is a race dictator. What they say is their rules. Which is, it's, it's, it is, I, again, you have to be a special person to want to take on that job, too. Um, so I, I say it lovingly. And his he brother's said,
0: a, a really nice guy. I, I met his brother. Uh, yeah.
4: Oh, they're the both
5: really nice guys.
0: <laughs>
4: nice. And, I, I, and I, again, I say that lovingly. Um, I got that term from a 1980s issue of Ultra Running Magazine, too. So, um, and it is, there's, there's a bottleneck. Where is the bottleneck going to happen? So the UTMB version right now is there is a you have to go through the qualifying races, which there are a few of them. For Western states, there are a lot more possible qualifying races, and the the demand is still going to go up. So the bottleneck is the lottery, and if you keep increasing demand with the limited availability of a product, like there's things are going to have to change around it and not everybody is going to get it. Um, And so, yeah, my plan every year for a long time has been find a race that is a Western States qualifier. Um, Who knows if I'll get in the next year, but it's just, I look at it as part of just my running journey. It's like, okay, I'm going to have a hundred K or something that's going to be a Western States qualifier. If I don't get in next year, then I don't get in. But then I got enough tickets where statistically I started looking at the numbers. And when you get to 128 and over, pretty much I think everybody, almost everybody with 128, uh gets in. Um and then the 256, everybody gets in. And if you didn't, they put you first on the wait list. So, so it's kind of like a nine year plan.
5: So I should have held out one more year.
4: <laughs> well, the first year I put in for the Western States lottery. Um, sorry, the first the third year I put in was the first year they changed it from third time to charm.
0: So so John, let's let's fast forward ten years. Will everybody doing Western States be somebody that's done ten years or, or about nine to ten years of Because like well, say you had
4: people who got yeah. in with one ticket. So not everybody. Yeah, as but, I said, but, like the majority
5: that... get in with one ticket and that's boom, that's it. <laughs>
4: There's a lot of people who are like,
5: "Oh, this is my this is my second hundred miler. Woohoo!" And
4: I'm like, "Oh, boy." <laughs> yeah, so there there is a spread of experience in the entrance list for Western. I, State.
0: I I I I will say from from like my my one volunteer at Rocky Chucky, the people that do this are they're experienced. Like everybody doing it at mile seventy-five or something, is like they're coming in. They look great. They they know what, what they're doing. They're they're focused. What they,
5: time? What time were you? I've what was your time at, at Rocky Chucky? Rec- like, were you at Rocky Chucky like in the daytime? I was
0: at. Oh my gosh! This is good stuff. This is good stuff. Let's talk about volunteer stuff. I was at Rocky Chucky from the very first person to five a.m. at the cutoff. I had two hours of sleep. So I saw every single person except from maybe uh I wanna say two AM to four AM. So I was I I I was actually doing the in out at Rucky Chucky on the uh the right in, right out, and like I brought my son, which was great by the way. It's almost like just such a really good experience because my son Cadell, he's seven, he's like crashed out at ten. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Weather was also amazing this year. It was like it was it was it was really cool. So let me let me let me
5: throw this in there. So I do the announcing at Michigan Bluff, and I've been doing that for a number of years now. Well, actually, I've been going and hanging out at Michigan Bluff. I want to say for the last. So Mich- what mile is Michigan Bluff? That's like fifty-three okay yeah and 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 it's like you you climb out of the canyons the notorious canyons for those who don't know it's like probably the, the, the the part of the race that will make or break you and so you know you when when people come out of those canyons you can tell like all right you look pretty good and then you can tell oh you don't look good so it makes me wonder when you said, like, oh man, everybody that got to the river looked really good. Maybe that's because, you know, all the people who oh not like,
0: everybody, not everybody. I would say okay. there was, but, I would but, say but, there but that, was a good eighty percent that looked eighty five percent that looked good,
5: yeah. And, and and that's probably because those that those folks, they yeah, they just either had a great day, more experience because a huge part of the field was already out of the game by that point. Wasn't so the
4: finish rate fantastic this past year? This, this year it was. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the last time I was at Rocky Chucky, it was a crazy hot and humid day the entire day. Um, and I just remember see, seeing people straggle out of the Canyon at Michigan Bluff, just with like they, they had gone to war and, um, mm-hmm. at, at Rocky Chucky, I remember there was, uh, the female, uh, first female from the previous year, was sitting in a chair, getting a very uh, deep and long motivational speech mm-hmm. from one of her uh, <laughs> pacers and crew. Uh, that was Andy <laughs> Jones Wilkins, and she was like, Casey was like crying in the chair. But then AJW,
0: that's
6: that's she a podcast I listened.
4: 24 to. hours and three minutes, she rallied. So it's like, I that year I was like, wow, there's carnage here. And people who were in the top ten the previous year are struggling to finish this year, and that's why I was like, "Wow, anything can happen." Anything.
5: And, and also, you, that you, so you were with Tamapa on the far side,
4: right? Correct. Yep. Yeah. So, oh, so when side. people cross
5: over the river,
0: almost not on everybody... the far uh, before you cross. Before you cross. Oh, before the near oh, okay. side. Well, yeah. yeah. So we're we're uh, this this last year it was uh, before you cross, and then there was boats to cross. Right, yeah. And Thornley's yeah. Uh, uh, brother was the in charge of Chris. the boat crossing. Yeah, Chris.
5: Yeah, Chris Thornley. Yeah, uh, the uh, mastermind behind Squirrel Nut Butter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm like, okay, okay. So let's fast forward. We like went way off topic. It's 10:20. <laughs> um,
4: qualifiers for Western states.
0: Qualifiers. So I am so terrible at registering for races. I am the worst person i I make running like this thing in my life that's really important and then I don't register for races i I had an invitational to Dipsy I didn't register I forgot to uh so I blew it after all of the work totally blew it uh I had uh the option to go to Boston and I missed the window multiple times multiple times I've like Oh, yeah, I did all the work to get into Boston. And then, uh, oh, I need to register, but I missed the window. And for Miwok 100K, I want to say this is my record uh, absolute fumble. Three year or, or whenever, I think it was three years ago, missed the registration. Last year, uh, totally missed it, did wait list. This year, after putting it on my calendar, missed it again and me and, sending
4: you a text the morning and opens.
0: and and John sending me a text misses that again so then we're talking about western states qualifiers so then I'm like oh I got I got to do something so I I uh, register for quicksilver and I'm like oh I'm good okay I'll, I'll do quicksilver and <laughs> and it's my wife's birthday on May 11th cuz you know I should know that but uh i didn't so uh i had to to change that a little bit and then uh to do western states now you have to do a qualifier and to do a qualifier you have to get in to a qualifier and the qualifiers are all filling up like all of them Miwok's full uh quicksilver will be full sean o'brien is full basically everything in california is almost full it's not even 2024 yet, so like, it's just like maybe this isn't for me because it's yeah, it's, it's a, it's
4: a well, lot. There's also more hundred mile <laughs> race options too. Yeah. Like if you want to run a hundred miles, there's a lot of hundred milers now. So I haven't. I've never ran
0: a hundred miles, John. So so I don't. I don't. I don't know if I can do that.
5: Yeah, that's, that's a lot the, of options. That, that's why I gave up. That's why I gave up on Western states. I'm like, you know, it's just. Yeah, you got to you got to climb one mountain and then you got to climb another mountain and then you got to climb another mountain in order. It's just like one. Yeah, it's it's I don't know. I mean, it's great that the sport has been growing the way it has. But, you know, I I don't know. I don't I'm not going to say like, oh, I'm an old timer.
4: And well, I just, can't <laughs> said when, for... when you
5: could just jump into the race and, and go. Perfect. But like uh,
4: getting a permit for Mount Whitney. Uh-huh. you got to you got to be That's there time the right right time yeah. and plan for it but if i mean there's a lo- there's a lot of logistics to to make it happen but if you i think it's like if you play a long game and you really want to do it and you know plan ahead and make sure you sign up for races when they open uh not to to review there <laughs> but uh it's but it's also like so yeah i i never expect every single year like anytime the lottery happens um like when i had fewer tickets i'm like yeah this the likelihood of me getting pulled is low but at least what i would what I appreciate too about the western states lottery is they mathematically they run the simulations using what's called monte carlo simulation so i know that the stats on the likelihood Of getting pulled when you get more tickets and another friend of ours um also ran those numbers himself and he just knew like okay this is my year and he started planning for it i i
5: I think that that the 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 issue isn't like maybe that hundred milers aren't for you the issue is your calendar and your um (laughs) your your whatever it is that prevents you from signing up from the race for the races at the right time when you're supposed to do it so you gotta just focus on signing up for those races and then the hundred miles will come to you you know I,
0: I I was thinking about this on a run uh, I think yesterday maybe the day before I don't I don't remember but like there should be an index based on age because say say you're you're fifty five and you're like I want to do X and and you're twenty five and you want to do X well is and this is this is like a philosophical question is it fair to say the 25 year old who has probably 35 years left to do these things does that person have the same or or should we or should we index it a little bit so like yeah you're 55 you're you're older okay now now is five ten years from now that will that'll benefit for me but like uh, should there be an index on age for these things? What do you guys think? What do you mean mm. by index? An index to give you to give uh, an advantage to getting
5: into a race.
4: Whatever you work out for that index is going to make it even less fair, though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
5: Yeah. No. I mean. Yeah. in Yeah. I don't know. I. I, I guess it really. You know, the whole Western states thing is. I. I'm. I feel very fortunate that i was able to do it twice and i you know enjoyed both those times
4: um and you're still part of it
5: yeah yeah um you know it's it still has its 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 beauty and its charm and and you know it's like if you really want to do it you'll probably make it you'll probably get in Um, you know, I, I think it's like Boston. I don't know. I've never run Boston. I've, you know, I, I have no desire to actually run Boston. I mean, I've run a marathon before and I did pretty good, but I don't know. I just, it's like, if you really, really want it, then yeah, you'll, you'll figure out like, you know, you, you'll get that qualifier and then you'll put your tickets in. And then if you don't get in that year, then you'll do it again the next year. And, you know, I think for most people, I think they spend like maybe four or five years trying and some of them just go like, ah, forget it. And others just keep on going.
4: So you want to look at another model for race, um, entry. Uh, so you got two different versions, Western States, UTMB, hard rock is yet a different one because a lot of, uh, what they really promote is volunteerism for that race specifically. Um, and, keeping the community built around that race which is another way to do it and again there's i don't think there's any answers for it but again we've really just you sum it up in the fact that okay demand goes up meaning things change and what is what people want changes but it is a fixed number of spots that's not going to change and that's uh so since that's the case there's no one way to make it work and this is for western states they've chosen a method and uh it's a method that any method that's chosen is going to have consequences that leads to, mm-hmm. which is in, in the qualifier system of Western states. There's a lot of races around the world that can qualify you for Western states. Um, but then it's typically going to be more than a a one-year plan of uh, finding a qualifier and getting it. You, you got to look ahead and make it more than one year. Yeah, least. just go yeah. Get
5: a, a, go get go get a golden ticket.
4: There you go, golden ticket. Yeah. So just, keep keep ferrying uh, the runners across the river too. That's another way to do if it. I, if if I did
0: uh, Ponte every day, which is only like ten miles, with Ponticopolis, it's like this. Pretty sure, but I mean, I might have to sacrifice my job and stuff. But like, yeah, yeah, I, I think I could do that. <laughs> um, you know, you know what I'm thinking as two words: is organic um and uh is the it's the organic race and local and uh i know i know you're about to head out john because something's about to die on your your phone but like or your your device but We're like organic and local is the origin of all of this stuff right it's like oh Let's do an Ironman, which was like, I don't I don't really know the history of the Ironman in Hawaii, but it was just some guys like, hey, let's go do that. that will be hard. And like, oh, we're doing the Tevis Cup. Let's go do this thing long. And like what I loved was doing the antelope thing with Chad, which was basically like. I think it was 14 of us. I don't remember exactly. It's a bunch of guys. We're just like yeah let's just keep running and do this loop thing for a while and until we don't want to do it anymore and like that was so just so so much uh memorable than some of these huge races i've done you know these giant marathons uh so organic and local you don't have to have a race right you can just you want to do 100 miles it's 200
4: it's, miles it's an endurance achievement yeah
5: but you know what next year you're going to have to put a lottery in for doing that in your neighborhood <laughs>
4: <laughs> well so to completely before we go to frame this like from an entirely different perspective um i was looking at another uh, friend of ours gary Gellin, and his recent uh world record Eversting His, his
5: Eversting.
4: and everesting is another thing that is like you can do it anywhere as long as you have a hill and can do reps on it and he had a hill in san francisco what street was he going up and down i don't remember he was posting pictures of here's my little aid station all of that
5: i just noticed that he wasn't using his his sticks correctly
4: <laughs> and it was yeah it, it was it's something that you can do anywhere in the world pretty much well not quite yeah anywhere. you establish it's, it's like you you get to pick all the times on it, but the thing is, you gotta get twenty nine thousand twenty nine right. feet of climbing. Yeah.
5: Well, that's like you you just make up your own FKT, you know.
4: Yeah. Thank you,
0: thank you, Victor. That is that is it right there. It's like the best time is is the time that is your loop, right? Yeah. And it's like it doesn't matter what like other people are doing. And then so other people gonna
5: do it at some other time. And it's it's still legit. And, you know, you don't have to have, like, lotteries or anything. You just tell people, like, okay, go out, run Western States, figure out, you know, crossing the river, and everybody can do it at different times. <laughs> I yeah. love it. Yeah, just do Western it.
0: States. Just do it.
4: All right. Commercial Western States, I love it.
0: This is good stuff. Thank you, everybody. I'm
4: going to
0: I'm gonna sign out. It's It's late, and I appreciate everyone listening. And uh, thank you Thanks, again man. to my uh, wonderful wife for supporting me. All
4: right. <laughs> to all of our wives. Bye. Yes.
0: Yes. Definitely.
4: <laughs> all right. Good night.
1: Good night. Everyone have fun. Good night. night. Thank you. Go.